welcome into the Waiver Fire podcast. Nick and JP are here. We are back post-draft, feeling pretty good. The sun is coming out. It is springtime. Yeah. JP, how's it going, man? It's going good. We're still still not at that point where there's no where there's nothing but uh baseball. Right. It's not it's not there yet. So we're still everything's still good. We're not just like mock drafting all day, every day. But you know, life is good. We're watching basketball, just a little bit of baseball. And you know what? There's NHL too. There's still some sports for sure to be had, but this this stretch of May to September, you know, it's really about it's really about focusing on the family. <laughs> you know, the the dark times before before football season uh, comes to us. But we do have uh, we do have another mock, a post NFL draft mock. We'll do a full PPR twelve teamer. I am on the 12th pick, so I am at the turn. I get the dregs of the first. Where are you at this time? I am three. So you're at the third pick there. Austin Eckler territory. Austin Eckler will be there. Full PPR. Pretty good. And, uh, and And we also have a movie to talk about. So we'll get to that, uh, you know, either uh, intermittently if we if we're kind of uh, if this is taking a long time. This is almost a full draft here, so could be a could be a slow burn right now. I don't think, and that'll be starting in about a couple minutes or so. I don't think there was really any NFL news, was there? I can't think of anything for real. Yeah, I really can't either. Um, but, you know, I think this is going to be kind of a chill draft. I think people are going to stay for a little while. So, JP, what do you think about kind of just mixing in the movie talk with uh, with this? Is that is That's that? Fine. This movie uh, wasn't as, as heavy as this movie tried to be. It really wasn't that heavy. It was just like some sort of attempt at... Um, being part being part of like a kind of a trendy movie cult type movie you know they're trying to you know catch lightning in a bottle with some weird quirky stuff we are talking um bringing out the dead by the way just to get that out of the way we're talking bringing out the dead yeah bringing out bringing out the dead which is scorsese's 1999 flick coming right after quinn doing just just to give us some background but but you're doing fantastic keep going in i appreciate it like it's not as it's not as silly as that other one that it was just like that crazy night for that guy oh yes uh let me let me peek back after hours Mm. Because this I'm, one actually, mm-hmm. this one actually had some characters in it that were okay and mm-hmm. like realistic. Like those, some of those people he would ride around with in the in the ambulance and stuff like that. You know what I mean? Yes, 
Yeah, overall, let me see. Let me peek in on this draft here. So we still got a couple minutes. O- overall, I would agree with you, man. I think that it it tries to be just one of those mid, you know, those 1990s films where where some of them hit like Pulp Fiction and in my opinion, Eyes Wide Shut, some of them didn't. But trying to go for just kind of a edgy, drug-infused time um, while also in this case, kind of, um, how should I say, like going for some sentimentality, I guess, and like an actual deeper, like you said, a deeper uh, message, but but just struggling throughout, I guess, to, to really yeah. do so. And then also trying to do like a little bit of world building too, which is crazy with the, with like this, there's a new drug on the street. It's what is it? The the black skull, the red. So you know, like what, what was it? Death, red death. Red yes. death. Yes, that yeah, just like weird side tangent. We've got to figure out what the red death is. And I, at a certain point, <laughs> I was with it because I've got a I, like. I was with it for a second because I thought they were like part of the plot was going to be like. Oh, well, we figured out how to like combat the red death. Sure, of course. That's I, uh, I mean, why we figured out how in? it works. Right. Why why have it in there if you'll just never reference it, man? Yeah, so so I was really hoping for some sort of something of, from that, but not that didn't happen. Oh. All right. Well, we did get to your I'm first up. pick, man. I'm on the what are you block. feeling here? And, mm-hmm. and they went Jonathan Taylor, Cooper Cup. Can't fully right blame them the there. Bat. Can't fully blame them. All right. Um, I'm going to take CMC. Okay. CMC over Eckler. Give me, give me your CMC take, man. Do you think, do you think he plays 13 games this year? 14 games? Well, here's my thing. I we we know what he looks like when he's being really productive. And we were really surprised by Eckler's role last year. The the crazy it was the craziest thing ever. We we heard him on the ballers talking and saying that he wasn't going to be doing all the goal line stuff and it was just going to be like a a big pastime which is cool. We still wanted to draft him for that. Nobody knew that he was going to be doing, getting all those uh, goal line opportunities and stuff like that that made him awesome last year. And maybe he continues to do that. He might just keep murking, you know? Yes. But as long as CMC is healthy, He's a bucket, you know, mm-hmm. he's, he's it. And he never doesn't put a show on. So maybe this is the year that he doesn't hurt himself. Take him. Maybe, maybe take him. Look, Oh, somebody took Leonard Fournette in the top. Oh, six. yay. Oh, yay. The, the mid May drafting for sure. Fantastic. Well, we'll see if Leonard, I mean, I'm sorry, you caught me on Leonard Fournette. We'll see if Sam Darnold can kind of take that step forward or just 
at least be somewhat um, consistent with his actions towards CMC. And it'll be interesting, no doubt about it. Just don't don't make me make that decision at three. That's tough. That is harsh. Some, I mean, some somebody else make that decision. Let me be twelve or something. Oh, that totally makes sense. I'm with you. All right. Well, it's coming up to me, and you know, I've just been crying for Dalvin Cook to to be respected, man. God damn it, Dude, Dalvin is, he's Cook. He's still available. How can he be at the 12, man? That's just... Oh, that is just a steal. You have to. Have to take Dalvin. The The next choice is really... Is it Joe Mixon? Or is it one of the... Is it Stephon Diggs? It's either Joe Mixon or Stephon Diggs. Yeah. It's, it's probably close. Joe Mixon. Damn it, dude. It, it probably is Joe Mixon, isn't it? Yeah. It is. I think you're absolutely right, man. I mean, I, I, I guess once one of these drafts where I'm at the turn, I would like to go digs. And then I guess maybe if like, I guess these wide receivers just aren't going to get there, right? Like Jamar Chase, Justin Jefferson, they're just not going to get there. So I guess I'm going to be leaving. Eh, I do like CD a lot too, but he seems a bit of a stretch over digs. So all right, well, I will not spare any more time. I will take Joe Mixon at the 201. Over DeAndre Swift, which in a full PPR, you know, Swift does make sense, although that uh, those Lions have really beefed up their wide receiver core, man. I mean, they don't have any, like, massive stars, but, I mean, they, they have, like, three or four wide receivers who are, are quite good, and, of course, they have Hawkins mm. in there. So they, they took the new one, right? Yeah, they took a, a new one in the first round, and they got that. Who was that guy from? Um, was it DJ Chark that they got there? I'm trying to quickly. That sounds right. I think it is. Yes, and then of course Amon Ross St. Brown. So don't be afraid could... of the big bag chart. <laughs> Fantastic. I I could see Swift getting lost in the passing game weeds a little bit. So. I don't know, just like uh, Joe Mixon, of course, you know, Joe Mixon's wide receipt on that team are also disgusting, but but that offense should be a little bit more high-flying, so I like it. All right, so so we've got some time before your, your pick, and, you know, we were talking uh, bringing out the dead, and overall, I do agree on sentiments. I will say that I respect Scorsese taking this the, the base storyline of a night EMT and, and describing kind of like the hardships that, I mean, obviously, I, I guess in my opinion, like blown to the extremes or whatever, but, but still the idea of showing a world in a job that, that you just don't really often see um, pointed at this light. Like I'm thinking about all of the, whether it was like, ER or, or all of the um, medical healthcare shows, they're all almost exclusively in the hospital where it's the doctors and the surgeons and, and nurses and staff. But, but the EMT, the ambulance is always just kind of showing up. I feel like you, you don't get these pictures into the ambulance, which, you know, having worked in healthcare for a year and a half, two years now, I mean, the ambulance is a horrifically difficult job. And so I thought it was cool to take a glimpse inside that life 
just kind of, I don't know, as we've said, just kind of haphazardly done, like trying to link together the story of how he, you know, failed to save that one chick. So we have to see her face like 50 million times throughout the movie. Like the first few times I dig it, but there was no progression to that storyline at all. Yeah. <sighs> all right, man. You're you're back on the clock in the second round. Who who do you see that you're like that you like right now? Golly, it's ugly as hell. It did. The, uh, the second round got ugly right there. What the fuck? I mean, I'm scrolling down and I see Travis Kelsey there, who I would be personally taking. But you've got players like Aaron Jones, question marks. How the fuck is Cam Akers there? I don't trust that. Um, Keenan Allen. Oh, yeah, mm. I'll take Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think it's, it's really think, bad right it's here. Bad. Uh, the other the other guys at number two, the other guy I was looking at was Aaron Jones, and he's just like a question mark, honestly. Big question mark. I was looking, you know, if I was in your spot, Travis Kelsey I would have taken. And then it was really either between Mike Evans, who just went next, or Antonio Gibson. I know this is full PPR, so that hurts Gibson. But I still really like him as a running back, and those running backs are about to dry up real quick. We do have um, Nick Chubb back here. We do have Zeke as well back here. Man, Zeke just falling and falling. That is just wild to me. God, if Zeke makes it back at the 312 to me, I would just... You see, here we go. A.J. Brown at the 302 in front of Keenan Allen. Um, you know, he could get there, but moving teams, you know, Jalen Hurts. I don't know. I'm just well, not I had really... to go with the Antonio Gibson. Oh, hey, oh, I didn't. I'm so sorry. I didn't even see it snake back to you so quickly. Nice pick, man. I think that's nice. Antonio Gibson to pair with CMC and Travis Kelsey. I mean, that that is a really sweet-looking first three right there. Come on, Zeke. Get to me, baby. Well, teams are already dropping out of the, the queue, so maybe this will go a little faster than, than I was thinking. You did mention that there were quite a few good characters in the film. You know, we had John Goodman, of course, who who played kind of an interesting role. He was more of like the straight man in this to, to kind of pair with Nicolas Cage. And he certainly didn't last the entire movie, but, but he always does well. And who were some, do you recall some of your favorite uh, characters from this one or, or, or most interesting? Um, it was really all of them. The ones that were mm. the, the ride alongs. Yes. With uh with him, each one was was their own. Maybe not their own crazy, but I mean that last one was kind of crazy. Oh, when we had Tom Sizemore of uh, Heat and Saving Private Ryan, are you talking about that guy, kind of the fatter white dude? The one who was wanting him to to beat that guy's ass. Oh wow! For some reason, that was that really was kind of nuts, wasn't that? Yeah, that was crazy. All right, we're on the turn here, and I've got some tough choices, man. I'm looking at Josh Jacobs. I like Josh Jacobs quite a lot, to be honest. I'm also seeing Deontay Johnson in a full PPR, although, oh, I don't know if I can trust the Mitch. You've also got Kyle Pitts, but in the third, fourth round, oh, I just don't know. 
Oh man, this is really tough. Well, first off, I'm going to go ahead and take Josh Jacobs. He is my third running back, but I, that's just kind of how the way I draft here. You've got scary Terry. And I think Carson Wentz is going to be fine with him. You also do have Michael Pittman, who we really haven't seen it yet. But that offense should be good. And you've got Matt Ryan, who still has something. Boy, this is tough. What would you? What are you leaning here for me? Well, I'm thinking really of switching hard. some of my leagues to, to to, or at least like pushing for or two running backs, two wide receivers, and and two flex. So two flex. Mm-hmm. You know, <clears throat> too late for your your advice, but. I, you know, Kyle Pitts. Right. I don't hate it. Like, you know, they always say like, oh, you can't draft two stud tight ends. Well, right. I mean, even the ballers league has gone to, to two, two and two. Mm-hmm. And if you're playing two flexes every week and a tight end, that's not bad. I mean, if you have to play those two guys, I don't mind that. I mean, I think Kyle Pitts does have a solid year. I kind of picked Scary Terry just out of one last shout out to him, just as a plea for for Terry to emerge as some sort of greatness. I I don't think it really will happen, but uh shout out Terry. I was I was struggling there. I mean, I do like Mike Williams, honestly, quite a lot. Big contract. He's clear number two, but between injury history and he's, you know, this is full supposed to be full PPR right here. Couldn't really pull the trigger. You know, Chris Godwin would have been an interesting pick, but with him potentially sitting the first few weeks, I was just kind of scared to take him as my wide receiver one. And so I, I just couldn't do it. You've got a, a nicely balanced team here. Are you seeing some names on the board? You're just a couple picks away that you'd like to get to you, or is it all kind of a wash on this round? Yeah, it's really tough here. Mm-hmm. Um, all these wide receivers. Yeah. Who you'd want to pick as your wide receiver one. Amon Ra goes in the fourth round. I just can't believe that with Chark and and the rookie. I I just don't think Amon Ra pulls fourth round weight, but could be wrong. I think maybe it's worth it to take Marquise Brown right here because that uh, Hopkins suspension. Mm-hmm. I think that's a great pick, man. I mean, um, he'll, he'll slot in. Yep, keep going. Everybody's gone right now on the board. Right. Jerry Judy, Amari Cooper, who is it? Who's being thrown to by, I mean, I the guess Tom a Watson. great quarterback. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, he might be somebody I'll take a, a slice at next round. Yeah, he does seem like more like a fifth fifth rounder for sure. Um, but without Hopkins, I really do think that Marquise Brown, like he, that the, have you heard the narrative on the, the ballers who talking about where it's like their friends, you know, 
Marquise Brown. Uh, oh, and, that's right. And um, uh, shoot, the the Arizona quarter Murray, Kyler Murray. Yeah, yeah. I mean it. It does. It does bear some weight. I mean, it's always nice to be familiar with personnel and to come into a new system. That makes it even more important to have a friendly face and somebody that you have a little bit of maybe previous uh relationships so, oh you're back on the clock i'm so sorry oh shit grab something he could be disgusting man i just grabbed uh, uh justin herbert at the last second i was thinking about it you know like i was mm-hmm. i was going between him and like looking at these wide receivers here brandon cooks I know we were just talking about Amari Cooper, but he went like immediately after me. Um, Josh Allen went immediately after my Marquise Brown pick. I don't know. I just, if, if you're rolling a dice and it's for Marquise Hollywood Brown's uh, upside, it's not a normal dice that's like stacked against you. It's a, it's pretty good odds dice. I'm totally with you. A special dice. (laughs) A little special sauce on the dice. Yeah. Whoa, there goes Jalen Hurts there. Okay. Interesting. I think Justin, Mm -hmm. I mean, Justin Herbert, obviously, and um, Joe Burrow, just the two emerging bright spots for the NFL. So, it's really exciting to see, and, and I think he'll be fantastic. So that's that's a very solid pick. I'm really eyeing, as you know, Cordero Patterson. I I have completely turned turned my leaf on Cordero Patterson. So I'm I'm eyeing that here at the turn at the five six turn. I agree. I think I think that the signs are pointing towards him being great this year. Again, maybe not quite as good, but maybe more consistent. I think so. And then it's really between, for me, it's between Hiddle, who we know is a monster, but with quarterback controversy and wide receiver controversy, and if Debo Samuel leaves, Kittle could just be leaned on hard. Or there's Patrick Mahomes right there as well. Oh, let me go ahead and pick Patterson just to give myself some more time here. Man, Kittle or Mahomes? That is pretty tough, I feel like. I feel like like Mahomes. No, I I feel like they're the same player. It doesn't matter. Like, like for their own, for their own position, they're the same player. Yes. You're going to play them every single week. It doesn't matter what you think about like the projections or anything like that. So which person would you rather not be able to move at all from your lineup? That's going to be Kittle because I just think the dregs at tight end, like you might get some tight ends off of the, the, um, the waiver wire, but you know, Patrick Mahomes, I think, yeah, he goes right after me. I totally get it, but I think I'll be fine with a, with a 
you know, subpar quarterback backup if I have to, but those tight ends just get fucking filthy after a little while, you know? I agree. I'm with you. It's hard I like though, to be a tight end. I mean, round six in a 12 team PPR, George Kittle, like, not bad. I just don't think that that really happens. So I I'm think, just gonna I think you're it. winning. Yeah. What do we have here? What's Smith's team looking like? Take a peek at my team, man. I mean, Cook, it, it, Mixon, McLaurin, Kittle, Jacobs, Patterson. That's pretty damn good. Wow. That's a really safe running back uh, squad. It is. Big, Those wide receivers big, are lacking for sure. But we're, I mean, we're we're coming up on those rounds eight through 10 where you still have players like Allen Robinson, who I think is going to be fine. And you still got Adam Thielen there, who I think is going to be fine. You've got like DeAndre Hopkins, certainly risky, but once you start getting to this point, you know, I mean, huge upside through the season. So I think there's just plenty of wide receivers. I'm not too scared of Brandon Ayuk, even though I do have Kittle, but. Plenty of players. Alan Lazard. Another player that's pretty interesting this year. It's going to be interesting. I'm just so scared of, um, I mean, we're looking at Drake London here in the sixth round. It's going to be, I I probably never going to be able to pull the trigger on, on rookie wide receivers, but Drake London could be a an emerging talent for sure in Atlanta. Taking Gabe Davis here. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was picking him over the likes of Hunter Renfro, Drake mm-hmm. London, Tyler Lockett, uh, Singletary still on the board. Um, Devonta Smith, Chase Edmonds. You know, I'm hoping this guy doesn't take Elijah Moore. That's my next pick. Oh, yes. That does seem strong. I mean, these wide receivers are are all basically the second option on their team. So for you to go um, Gabe Davis, so the second option on a really strong Buffalo Bills, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. Uh, Hunter Renfro probably yeah. even drops back to the third. So, yeah. Hey, there you go. You Elijah, Elijah Moore could – could mm-hmm. He could be uh, just an absolute top 10 option this year. He he was just a fucking fireball last year. He was disgusting. They did get some new wide receiver help in the first round, but still he's the most established, and that defense is just so dreadful that, that they're going to have to try to air raid to some extent in the second half. Well, it's encouraging that they got some new talent because mm-hmm. otherwise – you know what happens to someone who was successful last year. Right. Everybody gets their tape and practices and everything. And now that there's a second guy, maybe that could be good. Mm-hmm. They do start to get clamped on. Cream Hunt here in the seventh is is pretty nice in a full PPR. Love that. Looking at the quarterback, really that is good. You've got Dak, Joe Burrow. Russell Wilson, pretty interesting, but a new system. It could take a little while to heat up. Stafford still there. And, of course, my love child, Deshaun Watson, still there there as well. So 
Looks like we're going to be able to wait on that. I really need to start filling in wide receiver and oh lordy, the wide receiver is just well. I am going to take I am going to take Hopkins here. I mean, it sucks to hold him, but you can fill wide receiver in for a little while. And you're looking at all these rookies, Traylon Burks for Tennessee, who could step immediately into the A.J. Brown role. There's nobody else there. He could be really nasty, actually. But then you've got Allen Robinson, who kind of slots into that Robert Woods, OBJ kind of area for, for um, Matt Stafford. So let me go ahead and take Hopkins. And then, I mean, you've got Bateman there, but Baltimore, they just don't throw it. Oh, geez, man. And then you've got Adam Thielen there, who still who still catches a bunch of touchdowns. I mean, I have Dalvin Cook, so it kind of sucks to have both, but oh, this is this is kind of tough, man. I mean, I, I do think Traylon Burks could be very, very good, but it takes so long to heat up. And I just picked up Hopkins. So I think I think I need somebody who can make a week one impact. And I think that's going to be Allen Robinson, man. I know I've drafted him a lot, but I just trust what he's going to do there. So, oh, that was that was a really tough one, man. I had to really work through that, and I'm, I'm still just not sure. Oh, geez. Um, you know, my, you know, you mentioned uh, Tom Sizemore. I thought. Um, the the black side along the guy who I know from um, Pulp Fiction as Marcellus Wallace, dude, his little interaction with like the the phone uh, woman, and then of course like the epic flipping of the ambulance, like really yeah. thought his his scenes were were really engaging, and his character was so smooth and charming. It was so it was so interesting to see how different from Marcellus Wallace he was. Oh yeah, that guy was great. And I feel like Nick Nick Cage himself, kind of his character and his his delivery, kind of stepped up at that those times as well. Well, you're back on the clock in the eighth with kind of similar picks that I had, but maybe you're looking elsewhere. What are you looking at? No, I'm I'm looking here at uh, I'm looking at two sides of the same opportunity coin. Oh. I've taken Hollywood Brown, and I'll take Rashad Bateman, who's oh. got who has a, a piece of a pie that maybe has gone. Yeah, it could be tasty, man. Do you think it's, do you think it's a sweet pie? Do you think it's cherry or apple? Or do you think it's like foot? <laughs> do you think, think Lamar, that, do you think Lamar has it this year? Cause he's kind of sure. Shown... Do. All right. We like them sometimes. Yeah. That's not bad. Mm. Some names that I'm still looking at here. Of course, Sean Watson. You better. I'm looking at Juju Smith Schuster. Okay. Okay. We haven't, we haven't seen him do very good in a long time, but he's better than the rest of those chumps that are Kansas City receivers right now. Don't mind that man. It is Patty even Mahomes. AJ, even AJ Green is better than those guys. 
I could see that. The best part about it is that he has the entire offseason on the team to to develop that that relationship and that uh that feel with with Patty. So I, I think that'll I think that'll work out pretty well. I'm looking at Deshaun Watson and Rob, it's hard. I really want to pick Brandon Ayuk, but I do have Kittle already. So that muddies it a little bit. Um, there's also Russell Gage, who's kind of fun. Chase Claypool, but Mitch, I just I just don't know if I trust Mitch, man. Um, Ken Walker is going to be the RB2 behind Rashad Penny, so that's not the pick here. Oh, shit, man. Deshaun Watson. And then a wide receiver. Fuck me. I mean, it could be Alan Lazard in Green Bay. There could be some upside there. Well, let me go ahead and pick my Deshaun Watson. And then... Alan Lazard? Alan Lazard or Brandon Ayuk or Russell Gage. Oh, what about... What about, yeah, Russell Gage? That's what I would pick. I do really like him for sure. I think it kind of comes down to whether Gronk comes back, man. If Gronk comes back... Engage no, is like I don't care if he comes back or not. I guess he fills in the Antonio Brown role, which was pretty successful last year. They also have the whole offseason to to work on timing and stuff. All right. I do like Russell Gage. I think Mike Michael Gallup is going to be fascinating because obviously wide receiver two yep. with Dak, but but injured and never really shown full explosion. So Oh man, there's some good good stuff floating around. There's still some goodies for sure. Let's maybe give it. You know, we haven't given it full depth, but good lord, I'm just looking. I'm looking kind of four or five rounds deep, and it just looks so ugly. So maybe we give it. Uh, maybe give it like one more round. Do you think? So you you'll have two more picks. Yeah, I don't have any. I have only two running backs right now. Uh-oh. I'll trade you right. for Daryl Patterson for... Uh, let me look at your bench. Mm, I probably wouldn't trade it for any of those players. <laughs> Never trade, mind. You can't trade post-draft. <laughs> that would just be like someone who's tilting immediately. <laughs> Some players come out of draft, man, just like, fuck! I've never done that in my life. <laughs> well, you and I know how to draft. I've at least roster baited once at each <laughs> roster. <laughs> That's fantastic. Well, I'm excited to see which uh, flyers you take at running back. Which I'm trying to take Melvin Gordon right now, as long as this Lockwood guy doesn't take him. Ooh, it was close. And I will take Melvin Gordon. Yeah, he'll have so much value still. Great pick, man. Great pick. 
round 10 Melvin. Oh, wow. Late round 10 Melvin. Just, just so disrespected. Hmm. What happened to James Robinson? I mean, Travis Etienne projects to be the one there. So, yeah, but what's his? Oh, I don't know what his questionable shit is. I'll take him just off of talent. Yeah, probably goal line. He's a bit bit more of a bruiser. It's a whole new regime there. Maybe they'll realize his talent. I hope so, man. God damn. Do you remember just how absurd he looked when that whole team was just in utter shambles and he was like the dude just... Mm. He looked fucking Crazy. awesome, man. Yeah. And then I'll uh I'll finish it off. Who's kind of the last person that I wanna that I wanna give a little tiny shout out to? Could be it could be the old Kenny G. It could be Irv Smith. Um, you know, Marvin Jones Jr. could still be the one there. And I know that they got uh, Christian Kirk, but in that Jacksonville team just sucks ass. So, yeah, I, I think everything on Jacksonville is up in the air. And Marvin Jones is the best player that I'm looking at right here. Mm-hmm. Besides Kenny Galladay in the past, I mean, him in the past has been there's a pretty chance. amazing. Yeah, there's a chance that Rondale Moore kind of, I don't know, man, has some has some value as well. He's got a lot more value than a lot of the people in, above him. Yeah. I'd way rather have him on my bench than five, Indeed. six, seven, all the way up to Tyler Boyd right under Marvin Jones. Mm-hmm. Tyler Boyd also... Could be a little sneaky somehow. Oh man. I don't think so, dude. <laughs> All right. We'll take we'll take Marvin just to, just to give him a little love. But uh all right, man. Well, that wraps up the draft. It was very, very fun. Let me go to my auto pick. And uh yeah, let's uh let's just finish off uh Scorsese now because it has been a really fun off season to go through some of his deeper cuts and um, you know, this film did have some, some interesting side characters and really some interesting side actors. Um, You know, we had Michael K Williams of Omar fame. We had his wire counterpart. um, uh, Kima was also in this. So, so a very, very late nineties feel with, with a lot of the actors that were, were in this, even though it was, I mean, I guess it was a big budget film. It didn't really feel like a big budget film, but yeah, I, Nick, I can just imagine going to see this at the movies in the late nineties, like maybe in like a, a, a bigger theater. Like it probably did. It probably wasn't even like at an Auburn theater. It could, it could have been, I mean, Nick Cage at this time, you know, he did City of Angels, he did Con Air, he did he did The Rock. You know, he had he definitely had he was he was kind of phasing out of his like you know 
we watched Wild at Heart, Raising Arizona. Like he he had molded into the the big time action, gone in sixty seconds kind of phase of his career. So it probably it probably drew a healthy crowd. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think overall some of the scenes pretty cool. Um, you know, like the, the patient who keeps having to get resuscitated, kind of having like a, uh, ESP with, with Nick Cage's character, kind of interesting, you know, let me go do like kill me now kind of thing. Again, really interesting just from like a healthcare perspective, not, not really interesting. I don't think like as a bystander, to be honest. Um, yeah. And those, I mean, you had, you had John Goodman who, who came out with big Lebowski the year before would do Oh brother, where art thou the next year? So kind of a stop holder in his career. And uh, yeah, man, I mean, you know, Scorsese would, in my opinion, really, um, how should I say, kind of bounce back in a huge way, in my opinion, again, with uh, Goes to Gangs of New York, which I think is a very, very good film. Goes to The Aviator, which, which is solid. I think it's a long film, but it tells a good story in a good way. And you've got Departed, Shutter Island, Hugo, okay, whatever. Wolf of Wall Street, I found very good. So really Gangs of New York, Aviator, Departed. Kind of, I think these next three are pretty, pretty sweet. So he does bounce back, which is awesome. But, but as we've talked about multiple times, I, th- I think the days of past of Casino, Cape Fear, Goodfellas, you know, King of Comedy, Raging Bull. It, it's, it's, it's not on the upslope but but i'm i am excited for this new film that he's doing killers of the flower moon it's a it's based on a book that i actually recently read with a with a book club of a high school classmates of mine and it's a it's a very gripping real story um so i'm actually really excited and i think it'll be it'll be fun but um overall i did really enjoy going through this catalog i think i probably just as a from a consistency basis, I think I was more intrigued by David Lynch's products. Um, you know, I, I think there were less kind of like C minus and below movies. I felt like maybe that's just kind of looking back um, lovingly on that, but, but I just, you know, just didn't, some of these just really didn't hit home for me while others were obviously fantastic. And, you know, that said with, we skipped some of his best movies, you know, we'd skip the ones that we had already seen uh, many times. So, but uh, yeah, man, any, uh, any kind of last thoughts on this film or Scorsese's works that we went through? No, I mean, I, I still like him as a director. And like you said, he has a big upswing later. Yeah. Um, it's just kind of on the downswing right now. And we're going to, we're going to leave it right there because this guy doesn't need us to prop his career up. He's <laughs> everybody always uses his name as an example for everything. So, yeah. 
All right. Well, that will do it, man. We'll have to see uh, what other goodies want to get into this off season. Maybe, maybe, you know, I, I know you said you're getting to go down to the beach this weekend and, and next week. That sounds incredible, man. I hope that's awesome. We'll have to see if we want to bounce back, uh, you know, later in May with, with either some other films or, or something entirely new. So we'll, uh, we'll talk off pod about that, but, but it's been fun, man. And, uh, and enjoy the beach. It's been fun. I'll talk to you, talk to you in, in two weeks. All right. See ya.